You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 47, Cubs Error in England. Costly. Don't forget to download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W, of course, on Facebook. Email us, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, how are you? Good Monday morning to you. I got to tell you, you know, I, I don't mean to be negative, but there's sometimes there's certain Cub losses that just hit me different. And, you know, the Cubs have been doing really good lately and the London series looked like a blast, but that game yesterday really chipped my hide. Yeah, that was a tough one. I was following it on uh, social media, doing the best I could with the app. I am actually down in Orlando visiting Mickey Mouse right now. Um, so did not get to watch the TV portion of it, but uh, saw that uh, Trey Mancini had a, uh, a rough afternoon after the Cubs uh, got up early. But let's uh, I, I get it. But let's uh, let's get into the first game, because that game was much more happy than the uh, than the second game. No doubt about that. I mean, I, 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 you know, we talked to Michael Ivory from uh, UK Cub fans and there were a lot of people that I knew that were out there and I was kind of asking, what's the vibe? And it, they're like, man, it's just like a Cubs party out here. It's a Cubs carnival. And you could tell on the TV and everything, it, it was it was fun and the Cubs made it fun right away. The Cubs absolutely crushed game one. So this was the game I was nervous about. And, you know, Justin Steele was just back from his second start from the IL. Adam Wainwright is a guy that, you know, traditionally has given the Cubs fits. But, you know, what I saw from Justin Steele was exactly what I wanted to see, which was it looked like he took the next step forward from the IL. Went six innings pitch. He gave up five hits, one run, one walk, and struck out a season-high eight batters. He had a no-hitter going through the first four innings, and then he struck out the last three batters he faced. So the bullpen of Merriweather, Fulmer, and Kay closed it out without giving out a run. But glad to see the Cubs, uh, you know, still starting to get back to how he was pitching before going on the IL. The Cubs' 9-1 victory over St. Louis marked the Cubs' 32nd game in which they allowed two or fewer runs. That's tied for second most in the majors behind only the Tampa Bay Rays, which is the best team in baseball. And Chicago's 29 victories while allowing two or fewer runs are second most in the majors, only behind behind only Toronto, which is another great, you know, is a team that's kind of like the Cubs. It just doesn't seem like their record indicates how they've been playing. So, you know, the the starting pitching has just been really phenomenal, and the Cubs have had a lot of games where the, the pitching has shut it down. Yeah, Justin Steele was great. Crowley worked himself into a lather, uh, saw the three strikeouts. Outs as we were in the hotel at that point that was awesome bullpen looked great um but hey you know they scored nine runs so the offense put on a little bit of a show too right oh man that was you know just continuing where they left off from when they uh from the pittsburgh series they put on a show how about ian happ he hits two solo home runs Dansby swanson hit a two-run blast morell was three for four on his with an rbi on his birthday Gomes two for four with an RBI, magical two for four for with an RBI. Cubs scored nine runs on 14 hits, five for 14 with runners in scoring position. And my favorite stat from this game, they had a season high nine two out hits. Love to see that. Yeah, that's always huge. Always huge when you can score with two outs, no doubt about it. It's so much fun. I don't know what it is. I mean, I do know what it is. It just, it's so enjoyable when you can put a beat down on the Cardinals, right? 
Oh, and Ian Happ, he recorded his 11th career multi-homer effort and extended his franchise mark of most home runs by a switch hitter. He's had 111 career blasts, right? And the funny thing about this, you, you talk about beating down the Cardinals, four of Happ's 11 multi-homer games have come against the Cardinals. Three come came off Adam Wainwright and one off Michael Waka. But prior to going, this is Ian Happ. How about this? You know how Pat Hughes says when you hit one, they come in bunches. Prior to going deep in his first two appearances in that game, Hap had one homer in his previous 42 games. Now, then all of a sudden, now he's just starting to rake. So that's fun. And talk about fun, you know, Christopher Morrell's slugging percentage, just absolutely ridiculous. Since his debut, which was against the Cardinals, he's slugging 638, which is third in the majors behind Shohei Otani and the Rangers' Corey Seager. So... His 13 home runs are tied for fourth, and his 971 OPS is tied for seventh. So, you know, Morel's starting to cool down a little bit, but he, he's been on one heck of a run. So as we kind of take a look here at game two, this is kind of the one where I start to get a little bit irritated. <laughs> A little bit irritated. <laughs> Just a little bit here. It, we had it. Uh, we originally had a different starting uh, uh, pitcher. So, you know, we talk about pitching probables, and what we had originally ended up having to change. So, I want to say, what was it? Uh, who was it? Who did they have? I want to say, was it Jordan Walker? Or either way, what ends up happening is that the uh, he ends up having issues with his hip. And so they had to switch it out and get a different pitcher to start it here. Let me see if I got that original probable. Yeah, that was Jack Flaherty that was supposed to start the game. He has a bad hip. And so they get Matt Liberator, and he is going to uh, start the game. And right away I started to get a little bit nervous just because it kind of throws things off. And the Cubs lose this one 7-5, to five, and it was – a. It, it was a tale of two games. There was the first through the third innings and then everything after that. And like I said, it was the game just looked like a continuation of the party to the night before the offense comes out in the first inning. Nico Horner reaches out a fielding error on Paul DeYoung. He would, Nico would steal second. And then Gorman, Nolan Gorman would be charged with an error on a missed catch. And with two outs, Dan B. Swanson would single and the Cubs were up one, nothing, another two out hit. Ian well, Happ hit, would yeah. walk. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ian Happ would walk, and then Trey Mancini would double, scoring Swanson and Happ. Then Miguel Amaya would double to make it four to nothing. Um, but then the Cubs' offense did their clash, uh, classic vanishing act. In the top of the third, with one out, Ian Happ would walk. Matt Libertor was pulled, and Cody Bellinger was brought in to replace Trey Mancini. But we'll, let's kind of rewind here, right? You got the Cubs up four nothing. In the first inning, like I said, the Cub fans are rocking the Olympic Stadium and all of that. You got Stroman on the mound. Everything's looking good. In the bottom of the first, Brandon Donovan hits a ball to Swanson. And if you watch the game, there was a couple of things about that turf. The ball was kind of a little bit bouncy, right? And so the, the play that Swanson makes is not the greatest, but it's something that totally should have been caught by Mancini. It wasn't that difficult of a catch but he kind of botches it, right? 
So the error went on uh, Dansby, but to me, it really should have gone on Mancini. Uh, and then the other thing that, it, but but luckily, Marcus Stroman makes a fantastic double play to end the inning, and the Cubs are still up for nothing, right? In the second, though, with two out, with I'm sorry, with one out, the Cardinals hit back to back single, right? Stroman walks Jordan Walker, the red hot rookie. And I, I wonder if that was partially intentional. He gets Paul DeYoung to strike out swinging, right? You got two outs. Tommy Edmond hits a ball to Nico. And for some reason, uh, Trey Mancini starts going towards the ball like he wants to make the play. Then he realizes that Horner has it. So he tries to hustle back to make it back to first. And as the throw comes, he tries to catch it barehanded. He can't play, make the play. And the Cardinals get their first run. That should have been the inning. Instead, Brandon Donovan would single, and the Cardinals would trim the Cubs' lead 4-3. to three. It then was like he the... couldn't find first base, Crawley. It was like he couldn't figure out how to go backwards and just get himself back to the bag. It was so it, it looked it looked like somebody who hadn't played baseball before. It was really he just looked really clumsy on that play. It was like three errors on one play. It was like right. <laughs> oh my gosh! It, it 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 was the initially he shouldn't even gone for that ball. Second, he should have made it to the bag. Like you said, his footwork just looked awful. And then third, trying to catch that barehanded. I have no idea what he was doing. Because if he had actually made the defensive play, if he had actually fielded the ball himself, there would have been no way he would have been able to get the runner out at first base because of the way his momentum was carrying him. And it's not because Stroman wasn't going to be great as usual on defense. It's just there was no way Mancini was going to get that ball, turn around, get in a proper position and be able to fire it off for whoever was covering first, which in that case would have been Stroman. Right. And so it, it was, it was so frustrating. And all of a sudden the Cardinals who looked like a dead ass team and their fans, which were sitting on their hands for the prior, you know, 12 innings. Now they're coming to life. And remember what I said on the last show about a movie villain, that if you let them, you know, come back and pop up, that's exactly what's going to happen. In the bottom of the third, Stroman gave up an RBI single to rookie Jordan Walker to tie the game. Then in the bottom of the fourth with one out, Tommy Edmond singles. Stro hits Brendan Donovan with a pitch. Paul Goldschmidt, well, Paul Goldschmidt, he singles. The Cardinals took a 5-4 to four lead. The trainer and Ross come out, and they, they see Stroman kind of shaking his hand type thing, and that's it. He's out of the game. Luckily, only a blister, and it didn't pop. So just so you know, Stroman's had a history of blisters. Um, so this is the first time it's happened as a Cub. Uh, but, but but you know, he's out of the game. Fulmer comes in. He gave up a sack fly to Lars Newtbar to make it 6-4. to four. Remember uh, during the last episode, Crowley, I said I didn't want to hear that guy's name at all, Lars Newtbar. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, and then sure enough, and that made it six to four. And something that just irritated me, it just seemed like all of a sudden, one, once Mancini's bad defensive play, a couple bad defensive plays, a lot of the team, it just they just all of a sudden looked like they lost their composure. Now, this didn't come to cost them, but that sack fly by Newt Bar, Ian Happ makes a catch on his heels backing up, and for some reason, he throws home. It wasn't even close, and Goldschmidt advanced to second. Now, Fulmer got the next batter out, but that's just poor fundamentals. Like, you make the throw to second. you hadn't, Unless you're coming in on the ball, there was no way he was getting the, the runner out. 
So why would you let the runner advance? So that just blew my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, there were some. There were a lot of little um, fundamental plays, as you point out, that are really going to you know tick you off. I guess the good news, obviously, we've already recapped game number one. They won game number one, so worst case scenario, they're going to you know get out of London with a split, and it almost felt like they were almost um, relieved and willing to do that as this game progressed. I, I just, you know, talking about that, you know, here, here's a base running play, right? Top of the third, there's one out. Ian Happ walked. Matt Libertor was pulled. Cody Bellinger's brought in to replace Mancini. That had to happen. That was a benching. And then Cody Bellinger singled to put runners on first and second. But then Ross Pinch hit Talkman for Miguel Amaya. Miguel Amaya hit a double in earlier in the game. So Talkman hits it to second, right? So you got two outs. Talkman hits it, or I'm sorry, you got one out. Talkman hits it to second. He would have beaten the he beat the throw to first, right? He's hustling. He he makes it, but for some reason, Hap tried to score on this play. He was out by a mile. By a mile. Okay. Yep. Wanted to be like, close. I may as well be on you. Well you were me trying to score. Right, and it was like, what? What? Who was that? Willie Harris. I didn't get a good camera angle on that. I don't know what happened, but it was like the dumbest play I ever seen. And then from the fourth through the seventh inning, the Cubs did not have a hit. Their only base runner came from a Christopher Morel walk in the fifth. Nico Horner hit a sack fly in the ninth to make it seven to five. I mean, and 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 that's how it would end. But it was really. Um, Looking at it, just just such a, a frustrating offensive performance. They had, you know, five runs on seven hits, but but I just looked at this like one of those situations where they just kind of stopped hitting, and 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 you know we've seen this with this team. How about this, Dustin? Three for twelve with runners in scoring position. Yeah, that's a that's that that's that's like a, a I'm down in Disney. That's like a Woody doll. You could have a Cubs doll and pull a string out of its back. Runners in scoring positions an issue. Runners in scoring positions an issue. Runners in scoring positions an issue. I mean, it, it's been rough. And, and another issue is Trey Mancini at first base, which I'm shocked. Let's take a look at that tweet, can we, Crowley? Yeah, that's Jordan Bastion, uh, and he said, "I kind of let the game speed up, uh, speed me up there, and the game, the game is a hundred percent on me." I'm sorry to my teammates and all the fans because it's been such a great trip here. It would have been nice to get two wins, and I really feel very responsible for our loss. What do you take on that, Dustin? Well, I, I like the fact that he's uh, man enough to put it out there. I don't know that that would have been the case. I think the and how I how is it is it irony? You know, I know you're so Cubs, Crowley. I know you're like so focused as Cubs, but you're you're a decent music guy. I know you like your. Uh, Grateful Dead and some other other bands out there, but they're in England. And remember the famous "I've got a blister on my finger," right? right and right, and they're right. in London, right? And that's and that's what does in um, Stroman. So you know, Stroman only getting through where he got. I mean, that, that's gonna. And I wonder if listen, they they won the first game in such grand fashion. I wonder if they you know had a really fun afternoon after winning that game evening in London. And then they got the early start. They know they got to come back. They got to get back on the field tomorrow. So maybe they just kind of were in <sighs> kind of relaxed mode, if you will. I, 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 I but I appreciate Mancini. I appreciate Mancini, you know, facing the reporter, saying what he said, you know, Bastion getting it out to everybody. I, I think that's great. Let, let, let's put it this way, though. 
And I don't know if you want to blame Ross or you want to blame Mancini, whoever, but but he has been a disaster at first base. This is the first, this is the most obvious time that it's cost them a game. And he went out there and called it. When you talk about Stroman, you know, the the pitching staff really didn't, you know, give up too much after Stroman left. Okay. It was a like I said, you had the Cardinals dead on the ground and you let them up off the mat. You, right. you said it hope. the other day, you know, right about take, you know, putting your foot on their neck and not letting them up. You know, something it, else, Carl, I want to spin back at you about Trey Mancini for a second. Now he has had very sporadic um, plate appearances of late. And then, you know, Mervis came up and that made those plate appearances even less. Then Cody Bellinger comes back and he's taking the majority of plays over at first base. Do you think, that has something to do with it, or or are you ready to go with Bellinger at first and Talkman at center moving forward for the majority of the time? Until I see something otherwise, I I really don't want to see Mancini doing anything other than pinch hit, and I I, I really felt that that was um, it. Just I I talked about this on another podcast where I felt like you know I didn't watch a lot of. Baltimore Orioles baseball was a bad product for many, many years. This is the first year they're looking good. I thought Trey Mancini would be serviceable as a first baseman. What this entire team was built upon was pitching and run prevention. And when you have a guy, we have been spoiled as Cub fans. We've had a tremendous amount of first baseman with good hands. When you want to go back, obviously, to Anthony Rizzo, whether you want to go to Derek Lee, whether you want to go to Mark Grace, whether you want to go to Leon Durham, you can keep going back and back. And you uh, have Leon, a lot hold of... Hold on, don't, don't, don't go, you know, Leon Durham, unfortunately, Crowley, a lot of people have one memory of Leon Durham. One bad... Of, one... Of my age or younger, okay? My age or <laughs> younger have that one that one image on a... On a I forget what day of the week it was, but, uh, you know, a, a TV possibly rolled into your classroom on uh, the old AV carts and a, and a ball going through somebody's legs uh, in San Diego. That was a, a Gatorade soaked glove, unfortunately, but, but point being great history of great first baseman and, and just watching, watching Mancini out there is like a butcher. It's, it's, it's unwatchable. And I, I still have a, I think that Ross sometimes makes some managerial decisions that make me scratch my head he ends up in this game when he, I, 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 it really bothered me that he pulled Amaya. I thought that that was, that was a real quick trigger on a play. And then once he did that, you ended up having all these lefties in a row, you know, and, and I thought that that was a mistake is, and so I, I, I would have kept Amaya in, but like I said, it was, the Cubs have been doing great. It was a series that you should have swept. I was just so excited thinking to myself, well, you know, that would have been like three out of four series that you got sweeps on. It was, it, it was just so everything was rocking. And then it's all of a sudden it was like someone turned on the lights in a party and you're like, Ow, ouch, what the hell was that? Yeah. The woulda, shoulda, coulda, but the good news is, I guess at least they swept and game one was uh, in electrifying fashion and Cub, go Cubs go was echoing out throughout the streets of and, London. And let me just say one thing. How great are the Cub fans? The way that they traveled, the way that they were singing it's Go Cubs Go, it's like absolutely, you said. It's absolutely insane. It's insane the way they travel. And how about the, the uh, former mayor? Uh, did you see the, the – what was it? Mayor Lightfoot? Um, who, Bill who, Murray. Who sitting, Bill Murray and who – there was a third person. Rick Sutcliffe. I, I, okay, <laughs> like, I, I mean, maybe Rick Sutcliffe and, and Bill Murray sit together. But, like, she just was the oddest – 
it was the oddest group of celebrities <laughs> or Chicago representatives that I've ever seen. It was just the funniest thing. Like, I mean, wouldn't Mayor Johnson have wanted to be there? And I thought Lori Lightfoot was a White Sox season ticket holder and fan. Not that I don't, I mean, listen, Lori Lightfoot came on the Mully and Haw show many times, you know, from a personal standpoint, seemed like a lovely person. I mean, she's a passionate Chicago sports fan. It just seemed like an odd pairing, you know, to end up showing on the, the national broadcast of, people representing the city it's just like you think they were like having beers like talking like you know i just you know was there any small talk or was this like the cubs gave away three seats you know that they had in their back pocket and then like here you go here you go here you go it just seemed like an odd an odd group sitting together that's all it was but it was it was you know what hey man i I, like anytime bill murray and rick sutcliffe are together i get jealous and wish i was sitting next to him exactly right